it is way harder to align with people than we think because alignment isn't one check the box thing. It's not about agreement, everybody. Alignment is actually uh, bringing the people who the people who work for you, the people who work with you together, hearing the perspectives. Hi, and welcome to the Leadership Now series with Nick Vujicic and Christine Grimm, ARIA Consulting, 23 years of executive coaching, and I'm humbled that she is my coach. I could not lead without the sound coaching from Christine. I'm so glad, Chris, that we get to coach everyone watching. Tell us what we're going to be experiencing here on this series. Yeah, we're going to coach you uh, around leadership, around real challenges, how to navigate the challenges that you have right now, and and how to feel good about it. I'm so excited, Chris. You're going to be sharing with us also your pool of CEOs that can bring in and chime in some principles from their experience as well. Thank you for joining us here on the Leadership Now series. Here's today's episode. Hello, and thanks for coming back to the Leadership Now series with Christine Grimm and Nick Vujicic. Welcome back. Uh, if you're a regular, welcome. If this is your first time listening, to a dialogue between me and my strategic coach. That's right, the motivational speaker, best-selling New York Times author, has his own coach. Uh, we all need a coach. And I don't know who you are or where you're at in your life or what stage of 2020's curveball you're at. Uh, you might be someone who's still finding it difficult to see direction ahead, uh, especially within the world of your job your work colleagues, the leadership, or you yourself might be one of those trying to lead a team in this absolute chaos and unprecedented time. If that's you in any of those verticals, guess what? You're going to be encouraged. I know it. Uh, Christine Grimm from Ari Consulting for 23 years, consulting many executives all across the board from startups, Fortune 50, 50 companies, uh, including uh, current clients such as Amazon and T-Mobile. Christine, you've changed my life. You've changed the life cadence and uh, empowered uh, empowerment of our team at our nonprofit organization, Life Without Limbs. You've been coaching us now for about five or six years. Uh, we'll never be the same again. You've taught us so many things. And uh, Chris, I'm just so glad that you and I felt um, the calling to just have dialogue that's public um, and doing deep dives on different topics that we know are going to help somebody else out there. So, Christine, thank you so much for doing this, and welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. That was a very humbling uh, introduction there, Nick, so thank you. You guys do all the work. I just get to have all the fun. That's how um, <laughs> I just clicked a couple buttons with my, my toe, and then, you know, <laughs> oh my god try to look pretty uh, <laughs> christine um i'm so excited about this uh this topic it's actually been really cool because as you know i started the nick Vujicic podcast probably 22 weeks ago and what was really interesting was when we were trying to come up with content for the monologue that i do on mondays it was so bizarre that you know, I'm getting up in front of the camera and trying to give content and inspiration and encouragement. And even like, like saying things that I know I myself needed to hear. And it was just interesting, just the last 22 weeks, how congruently perfect 
um, all that content was coming wherein I could be the vessel and speaker, talk about different things from even a personal experience. And uh, it, it becomes more real. It becomes more authentic when you know yourself, you're really going through what you're telling people, what you're going through, and then the lessons that you're learning in the midst of that. Right. Uh, how cool is it that you, you know, you mentioned just before we started today that you want to talk about a topic that actually, you know, I let you know that, you know, we're going through this right now uh, in a great way. Uh, and uh, it's called alignment, you know, and aligning with team members. And what that kind of means and what that kind of doesn't mean. I, I love that we're, we're, we're doing a deep dive on alignment and uh, we know it's going to help everyone out there. And to anyone that's a team member of mine, don't worry. Uh, we, we keep the confidential things confidential and we always do everything in respect uh, because we love everyone on our team and we really mutually respect everyone on the Life That Limbs team. And we just felt that it would be helpful for those who are leaders out there all around the world to um, kind of like face and break the myths of what the word alignment means when someone says, oh, you know, you need your team members to align. So Chris, I'm excited. Um, I love you. Let's run. Where do you want to begin? Well, um, I think that we should talk a little bit about like, what alignment really means versus what most people think it means. My experience in coaching um, is that most people believe alignment means uh, we agree with each other, right? That's one of the misconceptions about alignment, right? So we're aligned which in the back of their head is like, they agreed with me, so <laughs> we're good. That's exactly, that's exactly what happened when you told me what alignment was about two years ago. I'm like, oh, when they, they get me, like they get the vision, they... <laughs> <laughs> when they say yes to everything I want. Exactly, totally. Exactly what I think they should be doing. No, that's not what I mean. Um, <laughs> no, in fact, alignment... Um, well, first of all, I think in the classic definition of alignment, it does uh, actually mean like we're in a line, right? We're calibrated and, and in a line with each other. Uh, I don't want to argue with uh, any scientists out there or mathematicians who want to talk about classic definitions. Uh, I do want to talk about relationships, which are usually not as black and white. So alignment in relationships, specifically work relationships, we can talk about personal relationships too, because that's even harder sometimes to get alignment and keep it. Uh, but in, in work, one of the things that um, we've been working on, and I know we agreed this would be a great thing to talk about, because most leaders um, don't have the patience over time to create and sustain alignment, uh, because life is actually, sometimes I feel like it's created to keep us unaligned with each other or misaligned. Uh, so what happens is that, you know, oftentimes you have a meeting with someone, for instance, about an initiative, not just you, other leaders, and you agree with each other. So it feels good. Like, okay, I feel like they understand me. They feel, I feel like they understand what I want. They're shaking their head. Yes. They've told me, they've regurgitated back to me what I wanted to hear in some way. So now I have this confidence that they're going to go do it. Then real life happens right? And it doesn't look and feel the way we thought we wanted it to look and feel, but we thought, wait a minute, we reviewed this. I thought we were aligned, right? So this is how real life tends to play out. 
because it, it is way harder to align with people than we think because alignment isn't one check the box thing. It's not about agreement, everybody. Alignment is actually uh, bringing the people who, like again, let's talk about work, the people who work for you, the people who work with you together, hearing the perspectives, specifically when this is important enough that you want it to be an executed plan or something that you sustain over time so you can get some predictable outcomes, that's business. Just in case you didn't know that everybody, that's really how business works when it's working is we put a plan in place and we execute on it and hopefully we can get the outcomes we want or actually better outcomes. For that to happen, there have to be a series of conversations where we continually align with each other around what is real, what do we want, how is reality lining up with what we want, are we on track with where we thought we would be at this moment in time, what is still predictable in our plan, um, what is not, how do we adjust to that? Um, and Nick, you know, you and I talk about it a lot. You've gotten really good at this, I think, a lot better than, than you were six years ago. Um, you know, which is stopping yourself from just wanting them to agree, which most leaders do, like I said, and actually like having your team come to you and, and maybe bring a better idea or at least question what you're saying to the point where you know they're thinking deeply about it so that when they move forward, they're not just saying yes, they're saying yes with conviction and resolution. And like I said, some predictable way of knowing that you're going to achieve what you want. Like, I feel like we should just end this episode. Like just that. Done. Over. I mean, is there really, I mean, it just, <laughs> to summarize all of that the way that you did, I mean, it's genius. And so that just shows your experience in this. Look, for me, what I've learned is, uh, you know, uh, from a vision, there's two different things, right? There's, you got the vision aspect where you're trying to communicate what you see in your head and your heart and you convicted to the bone for it to then communicate that to the team. That's one thing. Another thing though, is the style or setting or qualitative measurements and infrastructure of accountability and management systems that are either working or not working. And those are different. So one thing is birthing and it could be like, yes, I think birthing is very different than maintenance. That's different than expansion. Mm -hmm. um, and some people don't know how to do all three. In fact, it's extremely rare to find someone who can birth, who can expand, and who can manage. Most people can only do one really well, and maybe one and a half really great. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, when, when, when uh, what I've learned from you is as the visionary, uh, you know, vertical, that's one thing. And I'm not in actually, what's really interesting is with this team, I'm not in the world of birthing anymore. We, we, we finished giving birth, you know, in my opinion, we'll evolve, we'll evolve, we'll morph. But a lot of the birth I think has been done. Expansion and the maintenance is now kind of what I'm looking at. And in that for us as a nonprofit org, I'm so excited because you, if you, if you, uh, I love that 
I love that, that every time that I said I ever had a you know issue for you, um, you know, it, it actually conclusively kind of comes more than 51, 61%. It was me as the leader that didn't double check. Okay, where's the, where's the first steps? Having that communication, agreeing on that plan, agreeing on the estimated time of that deliverable, um, and just not assuming and having that thick communication uh, is so awesome and indicative of the cadence within your team. Um, I don't know, like that's a, that's a lot that I've said, but you know, in the world of not birthing as much as maintenance and expanding, we're now kind of like stabilizing 2020, right? Mm-hmm. New maintenance, uh, totally evolving. Mm. We don't even know what that means yet. Uh, we're getting there, we're very close. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of like backtrack, okay, what happened over the last 18 months? What happened in the last 36 months? Right. And then deep diving into that and basically resetting our infrastructure. Um, not people, but systems of management of mm. plans. Now that 2020 has totally like, okay, we, you know, let's go back to the drawing board with keeping though the mission, the purpose, the goals still all there everything has changed with the methodology. And so um, what's been beautiful is that the team is open for suggestions on that and all of us huddling together to understand it's not gonna be one of us that says, hey, this is the new plan. Uh, It's all of us having conversations together and learning what each other has learned. So then say, okay, knowing all of that now looking forward what is the best plan for this department moving forward mm-hmm. look you just said a few things i want to focus on maybe two things one that you didn't say this word but i'm going to add it in here alignment is easier for you now not just because you are not birthing new visions in the same frequency and intensity that you were doing before I say that with love, um, but also because you have done a great job of bringing people into LWL who, remember I went back to like alignment has a lot to do with predictability, right? You cast your vision, you tell everybody what you want, you adjust with them on the reality of that, you know, but, but to run the business and take your vision from birthing into reality means that the team has to constantly realign with you on what that vision was in your head versus what it's going to look like in reality. And the more consistent your team is, the more you trust, right? And then I want to come back to that word predictability, everybody that I used, right? So when you are with a team and the team starts to do its thing and you as a leader are experiencing the interactions and you can start to predict what it feels and looks like. Like, I know this works and I know over here we're not good at this or the team needs to build skill over here or not, but I can start to predict what it looks like in real life. I start to know what pace my team works at. I start to know when we take big risks or we do something without planning what it feels like, right? Becomes a a more predictable and consistent experience we can align faster than we did before, 
Right. So as you were just talking about it, I was like, oh, I lived through that evolution with you, right? You having, you know, we always talk about Amy. One day we should have Amy on with us, by the way, since we talk about her all the time. Love you, Amy. Uh, you know, Amy in her disc style is, you know, super consistent and conscientious, right? So you couldn't have a better partner who cares about that predictability and consistency more than Amy. And that's great because that's not you. You're not that guy. You're the visionary guy, right? Like you're the dreaming big and pushing big things out there. Now you work well together because that's a balance in that process. And that actually keeps the team in a, in a way, you know, in this like alignment bubble, if you think about it, right? Cause the interplay of that, um, well, it helps you concentrate on other things. You don't have to worry about what they're doing. And you know, it's been 15 years uh by the grace of god you know we've we've had a great cycle of board members and learned a lot from from each of them each of the board members that had come had really taught us different things from their background from their experience and from their perspective um seeing some people um you know over the years not be able to grow with the ministry it kind of came to a point of you know well there is this this stealing where either you have a team that's willing to learn uh, or you don't. Uh, you have a team member that, that is ready for the ride or not. Um, and, you know, team members come and go. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. And, uh, and it's not even sometimes got to do with anything internally with uh, the, the, the organization they're working with. It's their own personal life. It's their changes in their life. And so, but the, the, the cadence between the CEO and COO is so important where we're all willing to learn. I'm willing to learn. AIM is willing to learn. And, 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 and even I had, a, I had a wonderful conversation with the vice president of nonprofit who's been with me, David, for years. And, you know, he, he and I had a great chat. And he's like, yeah, man, if, if, you know, if you didn't push into me, I wouldn't be where I am today. It's like, it's like we make each other better right uh and we need different perspectives and 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 we all together make each other better and and as long as it's always done in an openness a transparency mm. uh and a willingness to learn not just to serve uh for the organization but to learn i think that humility is key for any uh executive um um team member of any organization to grow, to learn, to, you know, help each other out. Well, and the desire to be aligned. I mean, I don't want to miss this because you're talking about something, again, that you're not naming it because you don't spend the time like I do labeling things so I can help people learn. Um, but for everybody out there, what Nick just described is that, you know, he and his team have a desire to stay aligned with each other. Now I say that and some people are like, well, duh, like what else is there? Like who wants to be unaligned? <laughs> who wants to struggle through misalignment? Well, I guess a lot of people do because that's how they live their lives and they run their businesses. I'm always stunned by coming into a place where they tell me like, this has been a nightmare for this long. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, you can choose something different, right? Like you can invite each other to talk about alignment in a different way. That sounds like some kind of therapist the way I just said it, but um, I guess that's what I do. Uh, but 
you know, I would say to you, when there is desire for alignment and everyone agrees to it, like we're going to operate in a, a more aligned way. That's something you could all say to your teams. So that's something everybody can use here. Once the group agrees that we want to function better, we want to be more aligned more often. Okay, great. Well, now let's learn how to do that. Because if it wasn't happening before, it takes some skill, um, some new tools, right, to do that. And then what I would do, all of you, whether you have help or not, um, but what I would do is then make sure we facilitate a conversation about what each people thinks alignment looks and feels like. Because that's like the first step, right, Nick? So you being able, we did this a long time ago, you know, but I would say to you leaders, you know, this is a really important question for you to have with your team members. Like, what would it look and feel like if we were more aligned? What would we be doing differently? Would we be meeting more frequently? Probably not, by the way, everybody. No one needs more Zoom meetings right now. Um, but would we have better meetings? Would we talk about different things more often? You know, what's the cadence? That's what I call it all the time. Like, what is the cadence in which you talk to each other? What are you, what are you talking about? Um, are you talking about the right things? Or do we always just talk about the problems that just happened or are about to happen? That is not a way to stay aligned. That's a way to kind of probably have more problems in your business because unfortunately, when all we do is talk about problems, we tend to focus there. We miss the good things that are happening. Um, <laughs> Nick, you're shaking your head. What does that mean? <laughs> no, in a good way, I had an itchy nose. Um, I agree with that. And so with, with all of that said, with what you just ended in that last sentence, um, you actually also, because alignment is means that there's something, it's not positive, it's not candy to talk about, right? And so you've also helped us uh, to also balance out the reports that did go great. Uh, and the intentionality of, of what goals we did set. And even if that means we have to dig down a little bit and reverse six months ago and actually remind ourselves of what we did accomplish or over the over arc, you know, three year goal, you know, looking back, I look back a lot because I never forget where we come from. I never, those of us who've had been through pain, for the most with organizations operationally never forget where we come from. And it's always this back in a good way to remind ourselves, wow, look how thankful we can be that even though there's always going to be these little tweaks and little polishes and little, you know, realignments, um, you know, being thankful, having that morale of the team. Uh, to bring up those positive little successes as well is something that you've brought up with because every time we need we need an alignment, you know, a meeting. Like it's not like, hey, let's go out, you know, and celebrate. It's more like, hey, let's have a heart to heart. This is what's happening. Like when you do this, this is how I feel. Or when I said this, this is what I felt that I was saying, and this is what I feel you heard. But so that stuff isn't candy. Not that I eat candy. But, uh, but bringing in that positivity is so important to balance that out too. I agree. And I, I would say that is so important, actually, the balance, right? The plus and the delta. What are we doing well? What do we need to change? Um, it's, it's really having that balance. And I would also say, 
Um, something that every leader should learn at some point in time is that, um, because many leaders I know, gosh, I'm coaching some people right now who are doing this, so you know who you are. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we tend to hire people um, or pe put people around us who we trust naturally. We feel like our values are aligned or whatever criteria most people use. You know, but I'm working with some leaders right now even that have on their teams a lot of people like them. And I would say that just because you bring in people that you trust in your life or you've known them for a long time or we've worked together before, uh, don't take for granted the need for your team now to still have some process around alignment, right? So just because we have the same values, just because we're friends outside of work, just because we were both sales guys in the last company together, it, it doesn't mean that life right now and business moving forward is going to be aligned just because of that. Like the relationships alone can't shoulder the business alignment without some kind of process. And uh, hopefully everybody's hearing what Nick is saying because Nick's maturity as a leader, which allows us to do this podcast, frankly, um, is in, in a lot of ways, because not because of me, sometimes he says that it's not because of me. I was, I was the guide, right? I just was Yoda. I didn't, uh, Yoda didn't fight the battles for Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's true, right? You have to be willing to grow and you have to be willing to face like, oh, I have to learn something new as a leader if I want my team to get to the next level. Right? I've got to get beyond the obvious. And one of those things, I, I am going to harp on this, is lots and lots of leaders in small businesses, family businesses, this could be all of you, or maybe it's the place where you work, are, uh, they run their business for a really long time with uh, an over-dependence on the relationships. And then business problems come sometimes, specifically as you grow, the business problems become more complicated. That's part of scaling a business is more customers, <laughs> more money. There's a whole, there's a rap song, like more money, more problems. Like the, the, the problems scale with you. They don't necessarily get easier. Maybe they will when we're AI, roboted, whatever. But right now... Uh. We got people. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so you, you, if you're going to grow and your business is going to grow or your nonprofit's going to grow, you've got to put in place alignment processes and tools, which means you've got to grow beyond the dependence on relationship and your gut feelings um, and take a more systematic approach. And I know that doesn't sound, sound fun to a lot of people, but. Uh, no, I love it. Have you met Colin Mills? Uh, I have. In June, right? You guys met on that on that seminar we did together in Orange County. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, perfect example for me. Looking back, I was 23. She was even younger. Uh, we're talking, you know, I'm 37, 14, 15 years of running with me. Mm -hmm. When I first came up with the name of Life Without Limbs, when I first came up with the name of Attitude is Altitude, in the good old days when Nick, as a 19-year-old, would journal with his little foot and start designing his first business card, first designing a MySpace account, first you know, designing with George Mixer, 
you know, Life Without Limbs website with Elizabeth Gavrilovich and being mentored by Bartovic and getting a mission statement, right, from Denny Balesi. Look, all these, all these very, very, very beginnings. What I love is today, I can tell you, it was about, I don't know how many years ago, but Carla got so good at, at quickly admitting, uh, 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 first of all, a frame of mind and having a mindset that Nick doesn't expect me to know how to do the things that he's asking me to do. And I'm going to go and find out how to learn what he just told me to do. And if I get stuck and I don't know what to do, I'm going to tell him. And that enabled me at the very beginning, especially when you have any startup to run and you have this cadence of Carla and I, after, I don't know, 14, 15 years, there was only once that I, you know, my temper went up once and it was only on text, right? And like, and that was like a, ooh, cause it's never happened. We've never had an argument in 17, 15 years, never argued once. Amazing. Yeah. And for me, like that is super special. And now she's in Tennessee. Uh, you, you've seen, You've seen the cadence we have. She's a superhero. She's, you know, breastfeeding. And she still texts me back in 15 seconds, no matter what. <laughs> and she's amazing. She's got her own business, Trendy Bubs, right? Uh, she's an entrepreneur herself. Uh, her husband's a musician. She's got three kids. Um, you know, and, and it's just like, it feels amazing that when you find that, like Amy and I, we, we met each other in 2015 and deep down in your gut, your bones, you look for those people who want to be aligned. And when you want to be both aligned, you understand that the, the negativity, any challenges, any obstacles, any stuff like, you know, me, I really believe in an enemy, right? There is an enemy out to get me. And his name is, you know, we know the powers and principalities of darkness. However, you guys want to say it out there. None of you who believe in the Bible, I believe, you know, that there are powers and principalities of darkness that are trying to stop what we're trying to do with the light. And it's not about the challenges that are against the people because we're human beings not human doings and we always need to remember as leaders that we are people working with people who have feelings and who are who are learning just as we're learning but the number one key is what you know you said it already but i just want to hone that in finding people that want to be aligned with you, who's ready to do whatever we all need to do to have the conversations we need to have in the right time, in the right way, to have that safe place to then be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Because in the end, when you're fulfilled in our job and in our mission and in our purpose, like I'm never going to stop, you know, dreaming to see where our organization goes. 
because I find the most joy with it and coexistently with the people who want to see it succeed and want to work with me, not just again, as a human doing, but also as a human being. Mm -hmm. That was a lot. It was so good though, because there's something, I want to make sure everybody captured something that you said in there, which is, I, I actually believe that the bigger the vision and the more impactful your mission, the more important it is that you do have an alignment, an ongoing alignment with everybody because how you do it matters. And, you know, as you were just talking about Carla and Carla, um, <laughs> I'm going to work on my Australian accent. Um, but Carla, Amy, whatever, I, you know, it, you have people working with you and I have experienced over time, very few people who came into your orbit that weren't, you know, super attached to the grand mission for impact you want to have. They, they wouldn't fit for very long. Um, they don't fit for their very long if they don't. Right. And I would say to everyone back, we did, we did an episode a couple weeks ago with Regina Ellis for Children's Cancer Association. And, and I would say it's the same when I meet her and her team, right? Like she attracts people who are deeply connected to the grand vision and mission. And so then all of a sudden everybody, and by the way, I'm not saying that if you're out there and you work, I don't know where you work. You could work at a dry cleaner, I, whatever. I don't mean to, to say that that's less than. I just think that when we are, we have a bigger mission, right? And you don't, you go to work every day knowing I need to align because how we execute this matters. You know, so there's no job too small. There's no business that's not meaningful. And I would say the responsibility of the leader and the team is to be aligned about what we're really trying to do. So like I just said, dry cleaner. Well, I have one of the most amazing dry cleaners in the universe. You know why? Because they care about the environment and they care deeply about us as people. It's not just like, we're gonna clean your clothes and give them back to you. That's the transaction. That's like the what, right? But how they do it is like amazing. And it makes them us feel like, I feel like I'm a part of their family. Like if I'm not there in my regular cadence because of COVID, when I walked in there with all my stuff, the lady looked at me and she goes, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> why because they they think of us as a community as a you know as a family they're our local dry cleaner and they they live and breathe so all the rest of us can have the right shirt to wear on the podcast i don't know I, that sounds silly but what i'm trying to illustrate to all of you leaders here leadership now that's what we're doing right is that you you've got to find alignment with your team on both the what and the how and then ensure that you stay aligned there and you know maybe shed the people i'm going to say this ugh, maybe there are people who don't fit anymore right if you're going to evolve your mission and vision and you're having a hard time aligning on the how explore that and see if maybe it's time that your paths go different directions because they're they're not with you anymore and how you're going to execute this you know but but it's important to do that and to do it um, you know, sooner than later, because it matters, right? It matters. And when we, um, 
when we do that, you start to see the fruits bear, you know, in a more healthy way, right? Because aligning is pruning sometimes <laughs> our thoughts and our, and our processes and, um, you can't yep. grant it, right? You can't take it for granted. You can't, you can't. And then you, like, I also want to reiterate and echo because the, these things, if you just said three things again and again and again on this, this is amazing because, um, for instance, there is a church, I'm not going to name them, they're an incredible church that actually gives millions of dollars away every year. Um, and what they do when they actually give about a million at a time, they send one of their church members to a nonprofit that they want to donate to. Mm. And they have a, a meaningful, deep conversation, three to four hours with the CEO and the team and say, look, we align with the vision. We love what you're doing. And we're about to give you a million dollars. We're going to get, here's the check. There you go. This is yours. But we just want to know what are your three biggest disabilities or obstacles that we can help solve for you in the next six months. And we'll do that for free. Like that's the alignment and the passion. But then it's like, okay, being able to learn, being able to then apply what you learn um not everyone who has a great passion and alignment always could you know maybe maybe there as the mission grows you know seats change people you know get you know placed on different seats uh, you know along the way we're just doing one of those right now which is fantastic and it, it's it's a great thing but you know it's 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 so beautiful that when you do have that commonality and that common denominator that you do believe in, like we're in this together and, and we're, you know, nothing's going to stop us. Right. Um, and not from a prideful way, um, knowing that success can be taken away in an instant. Mm. When you have global impact, the only thing that's threatened always day to day more than anything is your reputation. And, and, and I know that being in the spotlight, and so, you know, when you get poked in the eye like that, that's separate and that's, that's something else. But when you understand uh, that, that we're in this together, that we are in war, uh, but we are the generals and together we're going to get through this. Uh, it's a different mindset turning on those Zoom calls. You know, I, I often ask my team members straight up, how are you doing? How's your family? What's going on? Did your son get christened? Uh, I just asked a friend, you know, and he's a Catholic brother, um, you know, and that was important to him. His christening was delayed because of um, um, confirmation, not christened as a baby, confirmation as a teenager. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's a huge deal to a Catholic family. Uh, and that to be delayed is, you know, that sucks uh, for that family. And so, understanding just hey we're all in this together this is fun and that's that's the point that i want to make when you focus in on that and you watch less negative news totally oh my gosh you know what it's so funny you've said three things today and at one of the times you started talking about dark and light and there was a little voice saying, got to go here. And I let it go and you keep going. And now you're talking about some things. And I think that we need to talk about this because alignment to the greater good, 
to light versus dark is super important. And for those of you out there, I'm hoping if you're a Nick fan, that you're gonna be able to handle this conversation. If you can't stick with it, you can handle it anyway, learn. Um, and what I mean by that is that right now, regardless of your religious affiliation or your political affiliation, for God's sakes, please, like understand that the choices that you're making every day in alignment with yourself and alignment with what is good and light is, is gonna take more effort because we are being bombarded with messaging, right? Everybody's trying to get your attention. As we get closer to the election, it's not gonna get better, it's gonna get more. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it that. It's just gonna be more, right? Everyone's trying to get your attention. They're trying to convince you really of something. And in there, even in things that sound like you're aligned to it and it sounds good, it might not be actually good, right? You really need to listen to yourself and you really have to. And I say this to business leaders, I say this to individual people who are paying attention since we're on the topic alignment. Alignment with yourself and what is right and what is good, you've got to feel in your heart and you've got to go into your daily interactions, whether they're on Zoom or whether you have the, what I call right now, the privilege of leaving your home every day to do things with other people, because not everybody has that. Um, that you staying aligned and really paying attention is so important. Like we're all dependent on this, right, Nick? I mean, you and I have had some off camera conversations about it, but I, I can't miss the opportunity for us to talk about this because you're right. There are tons of forces on us right now. And regardless of what you call them, it's really easy to be taken off your path. It is. And it's life sucking. And it's distracting. Hmm. And I've never seen so many families divided. Hmm. Hmm. I've never, I've never even imagined hmm. what, what some of my friends, kids have told them in the face hmm. because of just not double checking some things hmm. and only doing some things and saying some things and going along with things just because everyone around me as well. Yeah. is telling me what I think is now true. So it's, it's an interesting time in history and I don't want to open up more because I would probably say stuff that shouldn't be on camera. <laughs> I, I agree, don't do that. <laughs> but let, let's anchor to this because I think it's- But this is great. It's such a great point though to make, 100%. Like you listening, watching, were destined, destined, not like, I don't care about predetermination, this and that. You are made for a greater purpose that brings light and love, but also with the knowledge, understanding, wisdom, and discernment. I'll say those four things again. Knowledge, understanding, uh, wisdom, and discernment. Maybe you've never even heard those four different words. Yeah. They are very, very different from each other mm -hmm. and to be able to to get that get that google search and get that definition out of each of those four because it's it's very interesting when you just sit my uncle Bart would also say you know like when you're ready to react said stop take a breath look down and count the buttons on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
for everybody out there, I, I am sure that that happened in real life. <laughs> so today, it did. And today, look, I've only got two buttons done. So I wouldn't, you know, I probably need a 10 button shirt when we start talking about that. But I, I love just those little things and, and nuggets of wisdom Mm -hmm. there in when you let me let me can i explain this real quick because this is so important to me it's all about wisdom as well with alignment it's all about wisdom yes knowledge is one thing when chris green grim says something to you uh understanding is actually understanding how to apply knowledge wisdom is learning from your own mistakes or other people that have gone for you or imagining then what wise action or word or inaction or not saying something is then going to be the filter based on the understanding of the knowledge that you have. Discernment to me is on a whole new level where you almost can see stuff where you read the atmosphere, the body language, um, the words that are said in conversations the words that are being said that's not being said, um, it, it is a whole new level. And so I, I really feel like in alignment, it's like if you don't have the discernment, if you don't have the wisdom, and you don't even have the understanding, there might be a lot of people listening to us, Chris, from who knows what country. Yep. Like, okay, I'm going to take this knowledge. Mm. I don't, I'm, I'm going to try and understand this. Would you or would you not to someone, and we're getting to the end of this, saying, I don't really have discernment right now about this. I don't really have any wisdom on this right now. I feel like I'm alone. I don't even know who to talk to right now. And I don't really have a lot of understanding about any of this that you and Nick just talked about. Hmm. What would you say to those people hmm. um, who are, you know, have just never heard the word alignment yeah. and heard this knowledge? What do they now do, Chris? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that they need to listen to Uncle Bata and take a moment and count their buttons. And I really mean that, like take a pause. Uh, when you don't know what action to take, you know, that is okay. And so you should respect that in yourself. Um, pause and, you know, maybe if you pray, pray, and if you meditate, meditate, and if you journal, journal, and if you do all those things, do them all. Uh, before you take action, I believe that's where our wisdom is grown. <laughs> you know, uh, by, by contemplating things, by thinking about them before we do it, uh, that is where our discernment grows, you know, to your point, Nick, before we take action and our alignment lives in our action, everybody. I mean, a good way to close today is really understanding that. So if you don't understand what alignment looks and feels like, maybe you work and live in a situation that has never been aligned. So that feels impossible to you. Maybe that feels like that's never going to happen because X, Y, Z. So that's all right. Just take a pause and just let it sink in. Think about it for a little bit. I promise the opportunity will arise in the next week or days where all of a sudden a moment will happen and you'll go, oh, this is an opportunity to align. Maybe it's just a conversation with someone you usually have lots of disagreement with and there'll be a pause in that interaction and you'll go, ding, I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm not going to react. And it totally shifts that interaction, right? And then 
you've started to create alignment. So you'll, you'll get your chance. Don't worry, everybody. It's going to come. I promise. That's how life works. And it's not because she's a genie or she knows the future. The fact is, in 23 years of your experience, <laughs> uh, I love that. In 23 years of your experience, we totally don't see the multiple opportunities every two weeks to align. Would that be right? Yeah, for sure. Look, we're busy. We're distracted. We know that. We've talked about this on every podcast, right? Most of us, uh, unless you're paying attention, you don't always witness those moments where alignment is right there waiting for you. And then that can also dovetail into last week about the, the pain, the dissatisfaction, mm. right? That then pushes these conversations to the table and the safe space created. Mm. So this is perfect. Thank you, Corona. <laughs> Hashtag thanks, Corona. <laughs> this uh, has been so great. If I, ha uh, if I find some resources that I think are appropriate, I'll, I'll link them down into this video, but I don't know that you need more. Just sit with it. Just do what Chris said, all right? Chris, thank you for today. Thank you. Everyone, thank you so much for watching. Make sure that you like, subscribe, review, or rate, whatever that is, and then share this with someone else because they may need this topic of alignment uh, that may actually change not just them and their department, but maybe an entire company that affects everyone's fulfillment. Going to work or clicking on those Zoom calls, you might actually be able to be a light and positive impact in people's lives today if you just go ahead and share. Love you. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Help us reach as many people as possible by giving us a rating, a review, and subscribing to this podcast. Love you so much. And remember, share this with anyone you know who needs to hear this as well. I'll see you next week.